Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. back. <laughs> I'm I'm actually really excited about this and probably part of this story is going to include how we met and how we really connected. But but it's it's been a long time in the making. It's been it's been us dancing the dance of a relationship and like some of my other really close friends, I've never met you in person, Elena. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for the the beautiful energy that you've been able to pour into the world, some of which I get the benefits of. And would you like to tell our guests a little bit about yourself and this beautiful energy that I'm talking about? For sure. So thank you so much for such a kind intro. My name is Delana Davis. I'm in Connecticut. I am a rune reader. I'm an international author. And I'm a co-founder of a couple of businesses with some other really amazing humans. So I never know what to say when people say, right? And there's a lot of hats and I love them all. I, I feel like all the businesses are my babies and I never know which one to pick first. But today I thought I'd start with the rune reading part since that connects to how you and I met. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Mm, amazing. We also just discovered in in opening up this conversation that you and I have really actually known, known each other for 364 days. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, not just connected. We connected longer ago than that, but but we really connected 364 days ago, which is very cool. <laughs> For sure. No, no chance happenings that this conversation falls on today. There, there really are not. There, there, there are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I was having a really powerful conversation yesterday, just yesterday, about the impact that my latest email to my list had I don't I don't know if you saw that email but it was pretty powerful I was talking pretty powerfully about menopause so I was having this conversation about that the impact of that email yesterday mm-hmm. and while I was having that conversation one of the people that I coached last year wrote me her testimonial and it popped up as a text message while I was having that conversation and it first the testimonial brought me to tears but second there are no coincidences. Like I, I was meant to receive that right then while I was talking about the impact of my words. It was powerful. And now here we are one day later and you and I have known each other for a year and I have the distinct pleasure of being able to talk about community with you right now. Well, you probably already know this, but Friday, Friday is known as Freya Day in Norse mythology and Freya is, you know, the goddess premiere. So I love that it's Friday and we have the goddess energy going on Friday. That's so cool. Talk more about that. So Freya, you know, when you start to examine lots of philosophies and disciplines, whether it's religious or mythological, they're all telling the same story using different names for the characters. So Freya was the goddess of fertility and love and her kind of corollary in other disciplines would be like Venus or Aphrodite. But what's really cool about Freya, I actually have her in the windowsill. She's kind of this 
got this badass goddess energy because she's got her chest plate and she, aside from the love part of her, she was also known to go when warriors have fallen in battle to basically like bring their souls with her to some almost like a heaven-like place. And along with them, she would bring like their, their wife or girlfriend or loved ones. So especially when a warrior was fallen in battle, that was considered the highest honor. And that was the way you get to Valhalla. So I like that there's this duality with her where, you know, she's gorgeous and, you know, is showered in love and affection by anyone that comes near her yet. You know, she's really powerful and mighty. So she really resonates with me. And I would tell you that it was her energy that I was channeling when I wrote my first book about the runes, which I hadn't even planned on it being a book. It really started with, I was studying Kabbalah and part of my practice was I was to wake up, it was four in the morning, bake my coffee and then do the methodology for Kabbalah meditation, but then focus on one Hebrew letter and then write whatever I felt about it, like whatever I was getting. So after a month of that, I thought, why would I not do that with the runes? Because I love the runes and they're my jam. And then that's kind of how the book kind of unfolded. And I feel like it was her energy because it's just juicy, lovey and people feel it. So I don't know. I hope, did I answer your question? <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I, I had not heard this story before. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing sometimes how the entrance into something that's really meaningful to us can come through something that's commonly available. So for you, the entrance into Runa came from your your study of the Kabbalah. Yeah. And interestingly, when you map out the, the Hebrew letters, they, there's a matchup with the, the 24 Norse letters. And mm-hmm. similar to that, like I can find the alignment to each of the planets and also to the major arcana and tarot. So I'm like, wait a second, these, these are seemingly disparate systems, but they're actually all kind of doing the same thing. So I think it's just absolutely fascinating. No kidding. Who'd have thought? (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about the community we're talking about today? For sure. So, and this is why it's so interesting that we met one year ago. One year ago, I, well, I started this before COVID, paused it, but then came back in a big way where I thought I want to create a healing for the healers community because my circle, they're intuitives, mediums, they're channelers, they're, they're healed, they're working with energy, and they're just really amazing humans that want to elevate humanity. And so I thought, how often are we not receiving the healing back? We're just giving and giving and giving. And if, especially if we have nurturing energy, just, we, we put ourselves last. So my concept was I'll create this private group and host a, a message circle in potluck the third Sunday of every month. And so that community, it's, it's getting close to about a hundred, I, you know, cause I invited you into it, but basically the concept is every, I prepare something, a big, make something to share. And I feel like when you're so excited, when you're preparing food, that vibration is in the food. And I'm just in, in anticipating the people coming. I could feel the house is anticipating the energy of who's coming Everyone brings a dish. So I always say it's my favorite day of the month because epic, amazing food is everywhere. But so people arrive around 11, 30, 12, and there's always someone that I've never met before that's shows up because the community Mm. is growing. And Mm -hmm. we kind of last Sunday, it was 20 people. We sit in a big circle in the living room and open with a, a light meditation. We call in archangels and, you know, our guides and, all the others that are seen and unseen that are of the highest and greatest good to come be in the circle. 
And then someone volunteers to go first. And so let's say it's you. We would set a little timer and I use the app that we created to scout all different sounds. So I'd say, Lucas, this is your sound. And I'd be like, or whatever your sound is, right? So then for four minutes, you say your name aloud. Everybody kind of taps into your energy and then they're delivering an intuitive message. So for me, this is how channeling works for me. I don't, I don't want anyone taking control of my body. So I like to ask and then I write what I'm getting and then it's just flow, flow, flow. So I'll fold up the paper and pass it around to the person, to you, let's say. But it basically, I always tell people if it's their first time, if you're in that vibration of all that, you're going to get stuff. And if you want to share it, please share it. If not, some people get shy. But we'll say, mm. look, it could be a smell, a color, a sound, a song, like whatever you get just deliver and you don't have to know what it means because it doesn't, it's not for you. It's, it's for that person. And so often people are getting, we're all getting a similar theme about what that person needs to hear. Now you might say, I would like guidance on X in my life, but typically we just let it, let it flow and what comes through. So then after your four minutes are up, then it goes to the next person. And if someone in the group says, I don't want to receive today, that's okay. But there are always, it's like, what, what to, what does, what do we need to hear? And it's maybe not always the question that we think to ask. So after about an hour and a half to an hour, 45 minutes of everybody getting their message, we're all starving. And then it's the, we close the circle. <laughs> Everyone stands up, holds hands. You know, this part confuses people. We're always like left hand up, right hand down. Cause this is your receiving side and your giving side. And people are like, what? you know, who the newbies are. Cause they like, can't remember what their left hand is. But anyway, then we break bread and it's just, it's everybody leaves here high as a kite. So people stay till about three or four o'clock in the afternoon and, and then I'm wiped out because that's moving a lot of energy. But, and I just love that new people show up. So we've had people fly in from Florida, drive up from Virginia, somebody who's wow. here from New York City who created a, an app that, that matches you compatibility for dating based on astrology. So they're just the most interesting humans and they're totally my soul family. I would do anything for these people. And you can feel that, that collective energy with this group. Mm, amazing. Beautiful. Well, we can't um, for you to come. So you got to pick up, pick up, pick a Sunday and third Sunday of the month. You tell me when you want to come. We're going to make it happen. Uh, you hear it. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I love about that. When I, a lot of the ways that I've come up with some of the things I talk about, the five elements of the community, the five skills of adulthood, the, the infertility strategy of womanhood, a lot of the ways that I come up with that is by putting myself into a different place. I, I put myself into the place of the human animal, separate from the cultured, civilized man that I am here. And, and I try to imagine how the human animal existed, how the human animal thrived, how the human animal became the best version of themselves. And one of the things that I see, and I see it often, I see it regularly, it's very clear to me as I see a council of elders. Because I know that elders spend time and energy and effort, and maybe a lot of it, healing those around them. But working together in council, working together in community, as a council of elders, they're healing each other. They're giving back to each other. And what you just described to me is, is the magic of this council of elders. It's interesting. They range in, the, our youngest is 16. And I call him uh -huh. Merlin because he's so, he's super powerful. And every time he, his messages come through, his mom and dad are doubled overlapping. So they're like, he won't listen to us. But And then the oldest is probably in their 80s. So... I love that. You could be 16 and be, be an elder, you know? So 
it is for sure when we move energy and send healing to others, we're absolutely healing ourselves. So I agree with that 100%. Mm. And it's true. You can be 16 and be an elder. You absolutely can. I'm I'm close friends with a with a gentleman in Florida whose son is 13 and it's it's actually quite beautiful. He called me up recently and asked me to design a, a coming of age, a becoming a man uh, ceremony for him. And I I was I was deeply touched. And here is this this 13-year-old young man who's who's entering into adulthood and and yes, you can be 16 and be an elder. I love it. Amazing. Tell me how this community is a community. Yeah. So, you know, I would say that obviously, as with anything, there are folks that are really committed in doing their work and walking the talk. And then there's sometimes there's those that don't walk their talk. So this community, I would say I'm very protective of it because I want people, to, I want it to be a completely safe and sacred space. And I don't want to bring someone in and then have to say, I'm sorry. You know, I just want to avoid that completely. So there's a there's a collective understanding that, you know, we want people that are doing the work. <laughs> They're working on themselves. Like we always say, you can only bring someone to the point of healing that you've healed yourself. So that, I would say when we come together, everybody feels safe. Sometimes there's tears, but also they know they're never alone. So we use the private Facebook group when someone's in the hospital or someone says, this person in my life has this going on. Can everyone send energy? And we've seen remarkable things like people get released from a hospital stay days earlier than they were supposed to. And with doctors scratching their head going, we have, we can't have, we have no medical reason to keep you anymore, even though we can't explain why. So that's really cool. We've had people have test results where they've had a degenerative lung problem that will never get better. It's all about slowing it, getting worse. And then doctors going, this doesn't make sense. It's as if, you know, like we can't even explain this. So that is really amazing. So I like, you know, we, we don't need that like clinical scientific evidence, but when we get it, we just laugh and we're like, we're so powerful together when we work together. So, so I think it's that people are comfortable being vulnerable. They're, they're just giving and loving. And if you come for the first time and you're one of 20, you will leave feeling like these people have been in your life, your whole life, and you're going to stay connected to them. So that, I just love that. And when, the, when it came to me last Sunday, the message was for me. The fir- very first thing the person said, she just started, she was in tears, but she was getting the message and she just said, they, they want you to know, thank you for what you've created here. Like, so, which I'm like, I'm just a service. I do, I know, you know, that's how you and I met. I was like, saw a post, saw your crystal necklace and was like, I need to send him something. So I said, yeah. Yeah. So remember I I said, can I please send you a, 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 who makes your, who makes your jewelry? Cause I could feel it was personal. And then I said, I'd like to send you something. And so I, and that's when you and I first talked live, I'm like, I trust my gut. And there's something that tells me we're supposed to connect and let's feel aware our way around in the dark and figure out why. So we were trying to figure out the why. And I love that you were so open to it, but I would say this having, knowing that there's a community that has your back, no matter what, it almost, it gives you the confidence to just spread your wings. And so when I think about who I am, who I was 12 months ago, when I first met you on Zoom to now, I just feel unstoppable. (laughs) I just feel like you cannot fail. Like, and I don't feel judged. I know that no matter what, this is a group that we always say there's no, there's no crazy here. I mean, no holes barred. Everything is, is fair game. And people could have conversations here that they probably wouldn't have at the office cooler kind of thing. 
with spirituality and intuition and healing and all that good stuff. Amazing. Yes. Let me talk about that from a, from a not yet established psychology perspective. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've said this before. I will say it again. This may be a hill I'm willing to die on. Like th this may be a hill I'm willing to die on. We are not human alone. We're only human together. And what that means is we, unlike tigers, we're not tigers. We are a predator animal, but we're not tigers. We, we actually only exist in this world as a member of a community. We only succeed in this world as a member of a community. And our nervous system knows it. Our brain knows it. Our, our basic, what I like to call our firmware, right? The, the, the embedded software that makes the hardware work. Our firmware knows it. It knows that we only succeed together. It's, and it's, that is our magic. Our magic is that we succeed together. Our magic is that the, 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 the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. In community, we are astonishing. Our superpower is community. And until we accept a community, until we accept ourselves as part of a community, until we make space for ourselves and within ourselves for community, as long as we continue to be alone and not truly fully human, we're not secure. We are not capable of being fully confident. Even though I'm surrounded by such astonishing abundance, I know that I can go to the supermarket right now and get all the food that I need. My nervous system is wired, right? My firmware says I must be in community. Now that doesn't mean I need to be able to touch people. That's not the way our firmware works wake up and smell the world, right? Our body knows that perception is just perception. So as long as I know I'm in community, then I also know I can get food. I also know I can get shelter. I also know that I am safe. And that's when you can be truly confident. For sure. I, I look back and I wonder, how did I move through the world without this group? You know, like I would go to my thing, my move would be if I felt I, I would wait till I was hanging by a thread yeah. and then I would go to the Catskills and stay in a yurt and just be off the grid for a few days. And then I would come back super re recharged. And then I was kind of like, why do I wait to that point where I'm at my breaking point? So, so that year I was studying Kabbalah. Then I thought, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm making my own version of, of Shabbat Friday at sundown and I'll come back online whenever I feel like it on Saturday but I want to write, I want to focus, I want to meditate, I want to smell my incense, I want to be utterly alone. And then that was filling my bucket. So I guess I kind of had some tools along the way. But then once this, I started this, and it kind of took on a life of its own. It's like communion for me to be with these people. And sometimes at four weeks feels like it, it took, it's too long. Like when are they all coming back? And we have a beautiful, I told you offline, a beautiful sand fire pit in the back. So we do fire mm -hmm. ceremonies too, when the weather's nice. And now just huge giant crystals are showing up and it's, there's something that's happened here. You know, we fenced in the yard, which we waited a long time to do, but even that, like, it's just the sanctuary has been created here. So I just love it. And I'm so grateful that I get to just be the den mama <laughs> and be a, be a member, you know, I mean, there is no leader when we're all together. I just create the space and put out the ice bucket. <laughs> yeah. I love it. There is a leader. There is a leader. It's not necessarily you, and you're 100% right about that. That the, the way community works is that a leader arises 
to help the community move forward towards the next thing it needs to move forward to. It it doesn't have to be the community builder or the creator to be the leader. Anyone can be the leader. I love it. Yes. What you're describing sounds like magic to me. I want I want a council of elders everywhere I go all the time. <laughs> Connecticut council. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. First time they walk in and they're like, what is this place? Like it, they could feel like it's palpable. You can feel the energy in the room. And I'm just so grateful mm. to see what it evolves in, into in year two. Like what else, what more, you know? So we'll see. This will be an interesting one f- for me this Sunday. I set an intention and this is kind of, I guess Runa is going to be our thread through this. At the end of the calendar year, I created this crystal grid and I put specific runes in it. And I set this intention that 2023, and this is coming through in the message circles to me every month. They're telling me like, get ready. It's about to go big, big, big. So I'm like, all right, then I'm going to be clear about what I want. I want achievement and abundance above and beyond my wildest, wildest dreams because of all the things I do, I want 70% of my time and energy to be Runa. Like it's her year. You know, this has been a five year coming thing. And so, as you know, like I I have some retailers where my jewelry goes, but I also stood up a Nancy store. And so it was kind of running in the background. I I don't do a ton on social media other than LinkedIn. And I know I've got to lean in and do that. Like we've talked about offline, but all of a sudden the strike of January one, all of a sudden I've done now almost 50% of my sales in the last two and a half weeks of what all last year looked like. So it's, it's, it is blowing up. And the only thing that changed is me, me saying, you know, setting that grid and setting the intention. So instead of selling one product a week, I'm set, I'm selling one to two a day. And it, so now I'm like, I need to get creative here because I'm already behind production wise. So I ordered a bunch of the materials I need. Some things have to be imported. And then I went to the, to my town Facebook page and was like casting call, you know, cra- calling crafty moms. And so I, I said, Come to my dining room table. Here's what I'll pay. We'll sit. We'll create. And uh, I had some takers. So tomorrow, mm. will my, my first Sunday, will be my production line because I need to, you know, I need to like gen up, gen up what I'm doing. Another, I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler alert of what's coming. I've been trying yes, to, please. I've been trying to pull this concept down. And now I, I finally am getting to the prototype phase. So basically the idea is you have this clear locket and you have crystal chips and you have all the 24 runes. So this is the rune that represents breakthrough. This is a pretty mm-hmm. popular one. When I make my bracelets, when you want, you're trying to solve through something and you want that breakthrough aha moment. So this one happens to be peered with, it looks like it's red quartz, it's, rose it's, quartz. It's, it's no, it's more orange. So it's probably, mm. I'm not sure what that one is. Maybe mahogany, jas- or mahogany Jasper possibly. This is another one people, this is my favorite rune. It's Wunyo, represents joy, and it's paired with purple amethyst. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, but my thought is, how can you have this wearable artifact that every day you can change? You might say, today I want the energy of warrior, because I want to be fully present, and I don't want to worry, and I don't want to anticipate, I just want to be still. Or I want protection, because I'm traveling. So I'm a left brain, right brain person, so part of what I love about Etsy, it's a real-time experiment. So anything I put up there... I'm able to see like this right now is the big hot item. So I made these cards there and they've got all the rune symbols on them. Mm -hmm. So I go online and I'm like, okay, in the last 30 days, 
Over 200 people viewed these items, this item, and a couple dozen people have it favorited or in their cart. And I'm like, interesting. So then I start playing with price elasticity. But what I've noticed is they're the most po- there's the, the the most popular theme. It's around protection. So like that's the rune for protection. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what rune I sent you, but every time I do anything and it's got a little poem about protection, it's selling out like that, that, that. So so part of me is like, okay, you know, I write the little poems that kind of des- describe what the rune's about, but I'm like. Is it the symbol of protection? Is it the idea of being watched over and being safe? Is it the words that I'm using that brought the idea to life? I definitely, I'm a packaging snob. I think I always tell you that. I, I think the packaging sexy, <laughs> you know? I love I, your packaging. Then the latest is the Valentine's. I think I texted you these pictures maybe. So then now there's a Valentine's line where it's got a little mm-hmm. pop of red. And this particular one is about strengthening love. So here I put a little rune poem on the back nice yeah i don't know to me the more i meditate and i feel like the more your heart is open like i i'm just shown things i see things i'm like i can create that that's really cool so i think being in this energy of unbridled like just let me be unleashed and like let's let it rip like so and let's see i think it's going to be an epic year sorry i'll talk about runes all day if you don't stop me so i better get reeled in here I, I'm I'm big on letting people get into a, a flow and seeing where that flow goes. I never know. I never know. Yeah. It was a lightning bolt and a J. And I think... A wheel of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. And J? The let it, J? Jera is the one for harvest, fertility, or harvest. But if the lightning bolt that looks like an S, that's the wheelow. And that's like life yeah. force. And that that one is how I... That's actually how I, I, so when people ask me, how did you get into the runes? When I first met my first business partner, she had been an intuitive medium since childhood. I say to her, Rita, we'd open our wellness center. And I'm like, Rita, I keep seeing this weird symbol. So it looks like a jagged S. And I'm like, I can't stop seeing it. I was so not even close to as connected as I am now. I was a little theophyte in the space. So she closes her eyes, she taps in and she's like, runes, like you're going to read the, she's like, you're going to start, wait, you're going to remember the runes. You're going to do rune reading for people. Now I was newly out of corporate. I was like, like hell I will. So (laughs) and I saw Sawilo and I saw it meant like translated to the word sun. I had named the business Solstice Strategy Partners. And when people would ask me, and there was a sun spray in in the logo and people would say, why Solstice? I'm like, I don't know. I just know it's Solstice. I had no idea. And then little do I know, okay, so here's the the runes. And at, for a year, I was like, I'm not doing that. She's crazy. But when I finally broke down and bought my first book and read, within just looking at the one pager, you know, in the open book, within 10 minutes, I'm like, I got it. I know them. I remember them. And then I didn't even know how to read them, but I would just, I would cast them. And it turns out what I was doing is exactly a, a old method of how people would do it. So it just kind of, so now I'm like, the more you trust it, you get more, you get more, you get more. So, I mean, it probably happens to you too. Somebody pops in your head and then they text you, or I always Mm -hmm. use my superpower of moving meetings I don't want to go to. So if I'm like, oh, I have a three o'clock on a Friday, like, oh, that's okay. They're going to move it. And then I get a, so sorry, can we move the meeting? Yes, we can. (laughs) So (laughs) it's fun to like use your superpowers. I mean, we can go big or where actually there's a person that we, I created a crystal grid, but my two besties, um, they, the gentleman has leukemia. And so we've, we created a grid. They were moving in energy, working with him. 
and we're waiting for his next blood work to come in because what he said is his white blood cell count was at 6,500. No, no, 7,500. He needs to be at 6,000. So we're, I'm literally writing, this is the next part of the next book. It's going to be all these vignettes of how we're working with energy and for me, how the runes weave in and out of there. So kind of the storytelling, but also there's that there's how to in it as well. So that's one. So, okay. So that's a big example of working with energy, or you can get the most epic parking spot every time, or you can make, cancel meetings with your mods. <laughs> so those, and that's the gamut, right? So. How does that start to change when you do it as a community? It amplifies the power, right? It for sure does. And then you realize like things get over-engineered all the time. It literally can be at the, at the, at the speed of thought to, 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 influence and outcome. And I think that's the big thing that as part of our community, we teach each other is that suspend belief because we're programmed to, to have limitations and think things are not possible. So there's this Romanian intuitive who I can't wait for you to meet. Her name is Argentina. I buy all my glasses from her and she's like, oh, Delena, $2 million. And she's flailing her arms and she's like, I don't know. It gets not, can't come out of my head. And she's telling me $2 million is coming my way. And I'm like, I don't care where it comes from. Instead, of, you, we don't have to figure out the how, right? So hopefully by the time you come here, it'll be like that scene in NDC Proposal where there's dollar bills all over and I'll have you roll around. <laughs> I'm ready. Get your um, camera out. I'm doing it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So I like, to say, I like to say that community is a force multiplier. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a thing, if you've got a purpose, if you've if you've got something you you are and or need to focus on and the community is willing to focus on that with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. If that becomes the purpose of the community even for just a short period of time, the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Like 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 a human body. If you look at any of our cells all by themselves, they are remarkable, but they aren't a human body. You put them all together and all of a sudden we become this this thing. It's amazing. You start putting human bodies together. It's a force multiplier. For sure. How do you and your council of elders, <laughs> how do you and your council of elders use force multiplier to, to, to do amazing things? Yeah. Well, yeah. it literally is as simple as going into the private group. So now that you're a member and I said, welcome. If you say, hey, this is my, you know, bat symbol, like I, I need this for, form of help, everyone will jump on it and they'll they'll be sending and moving energy for whatever it is you need. So, mm. so for me, it'll come through in that group chat. I'll get private text messages, you know, hey, actually, I'm not in it because I'm with you right now, but there is a person down in Maryland who is part of our soul family who relocated. He does a lot of work. It turns out he's a, literally a nuclear engineer, put stuff in space. Mm. But he also is this brilliant silversmith and he works almost exclusively with opals and makes these gorgeous, gorgeous pieces of, of jewelry. He sent mm. a text to me this morning and was asking for a specific kind of help. And I was like, we're going to get Henry and Rita, the two I mentioned, on a Zoom with you, but I'm going to create a grid first. Because the idea is if he has an attachment or negative energy or something in him that needs to be they scan, clear, heal, and seal, right? Working with the angelic realm. Then once he's clear and open and his heart's open, then this abundance grid that I created, like it, it, it's it's supercharged. Like it's going to work, but we have to release the, that resistance that he's not even aware that he has. And I feel like a lot of times when people are working with this idea of abundance, they're blocking themselves because it comes down to this 
conscious or unconscious feeling of not being worthy. So part mm. of what we're learning from each other is we're seeing patterns in the data. So now we're able to jump right to what we need to get to. And there doesn't have to be all pomp and circumstance. You know, we always say, whether it's God or however you think about where the energy is coming from, God doesn't need a lot of time. Like God doesn't need an hour at a Reiki table. God needs the speed of thought. And if anything, it's more you're holding space and letting that person know. You don't just be like, healed. Look, let me know how you do. And you spend a little time with them. But did I answer it's your a, question again? I keep going off on rants. It, it does. I'm going to use different language. So in the, in the natural, my wife is studying to become a naturopathic doctor. And in naturopathy, they talk about first removing the barriers to healing. And, and I, that's what I'm hearing when you describe this is the, 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 a big piece of what you're doing. I, you're as a counsel, you're remembering where those barriers tend to show up. So you look there first to remove the barriers to healing. For sure. For sure. Actually, I feel like that's why I'm, I feel like I'm delaying a 2.0 this year because one of the methodologies I experienced at the end of last year, which I think is what cleared this way for like takeoff is family constellations. And I don't know if you and I have ever talked about that, but our Kabbalah teacher facilitates family constellations where basically you bring your, your statement or issue. So mine was, why do I feel judged when I'm living my truth? Like that was my statement. And basically everyone that comes, nobody knows the statement, but me and her. So she opens us up with a meditation where we're visualizing our ancestors, like our, all of our father's side and ancestors on the right, mother's side on the left, bring them all in. Then once we open, she writes on a paper, only I see it. So she writes your soul, your truth, your shadow, your moon, which is your emotion. And then last minute, my mom got entered into the story. So then she says, okay, choose. So I said, I look around the room. I'm like, so-and-so, will you be my number one? Will you be my number two? Will you be my number three? Nobody knows what they are. And nobody knows what the issue, only, only the Kabbalah teacher and I know. So anyway, long story short, what I, this whole scene, they're, they're supposed to just act on how, what they're feeling. Not, not, it's not channeling. It's, you know, the first person, she's like, number one, feel free to get up and move in the room where you feel that you should be. So this very gentle personality gets up and she's like this, and she's looking out the window and she's, she, she's like, how do you feel? And she's like, I'm pissed. She's like, I don't want anything to do with you guys. I am so mad. And we're like, what? So she had all this energy. The next person comes, goes and stands almost off in the corner. Like, how do you feel? Like, I'm so happy. I just want to be by myself. I want to create. And then they don't know what they're acting out. So anyway, the whole, it goes on for about 20 minutes. And then how are they interacting with each other? And I'm watching this whole thing and I'm like, mind blown. So for me, <laughs> what, I, what kind of got released that was this, so the idea is we're holding these ancestral things that I might have hangups that have nothing to do with anything with me in my lifetime, but it goes back three generations on my mom's side, right? So how do you want to break the cycle? So for me, what ended up getting released was all, I'm normally like a jacked up solar plexus person, like go, 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 get it done. I never not get it done. They always have to dial down my solar plexus. But once I release this not even conscious like anger that I was holding towards my mom that tied to motherhood that tied to my grandmother, Polish grandma raising me. I'm like, I'm not an angry person. I bury my anger. I hide it when I'm hurt. And then all of a sudden all of this comes to my awareness and I'm like, Whoa, that all ends up getting released. I journal, I follow up with Laura. It kind of, but then the weird thing is I'm like, Oh, I, everything felt like my emotions were 10 X 
whatever the emotion. Someone cuts me off at traffic, I'd be like, Frah. I'm like, why am I getting so triggered? So it's like I had to I had to learn, well, how do I move through the world now that I'm coming from my heart and I'm just being open and now I feel what things feel like instead of tamping them down because I'm secretly holding this anger for 47 years. How did I even know that? I did not know that. But this methodology kind of released it. But this all ties together where it's all, if we're coming from our heart, we can do absolutely anything. So if it was my solar plexus driving me, it was my alpha, my confidence. And then all of a sudden when that was gone, I'm like, how do I operate now? You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm super out. What? Now I'm heart? I'm mushy, gushy, Freya, like lovey-dovey? Like, huh? (laughs) This is uncomfortable, but I'm I'm kind of back to normal now. Well, I don't back to normal. The settled in with this new energy of what how I'm supposed to move forward. So and a lot's changing, like I told you with Runa. Awesome. Amazing. Let me let me anchor for for some people who are listening to this and hear things like ancestral trauma and have a hard time understanding that or connecting with it. <laughs> That here are the top five fears in humanity. The, the actual top five fears in humanity in order are public speaking, number one. It is the number one most common fear. Death, number two. Now, death happens to everyone, so that one I get. Public speaking, number one. Death, number two. Number three, sharks. Number four, snakes. Number five, spiders. Th- this is actually not a joke. Now, out of those, out of those five things, <laughs> we take death away. The four remaining, do you know how many people die every year from public speaking? How many? <laughs> it's, it's not zero, but it's small. I mean, you know, they get up. They, they have a, a, pre, a pre-existing heart condition. They're, they're super stressed. They die on stage. Like, that happens. But, but the number is vanishingly small. How many people die every year from sharks? Less than 200. How many people die every year from snakes? Less than 200. You have a 7,000% higher probability of dying from a lightning bolt than you do from a shark. And yet, shark is in the top five and lightning bolt is not. And we haven't even started talking about things like airplane crashes or the car or a, a, a tree branch falling off a tree while you're walking down the street. Like, no, pe- people die from sharks. But, but let's be realistic here. The probability of anyone dying from sharks is near zero. And yet... It's in the top five most common fears, snakes and spiders too. Why? Ancestral trauma. It's not a joke. We are not genetically coded to be afraid of sharks. There's no reason for us to be genetically coded to be afraid of sharks. You know what we are genetically coded for? To remember the things that are dangerous. That's why sharks, snakes, and spiders. So for people that have a hard time connecting with ancestral trauma... Like that's built in. We're not, I'm not afraid of sharks. We are not genetically coded to be afraid of sharks, but somebody in your recent history died from a shark. So you're now afraid of them. That's what we're genetically coded for. 100%. So and cellular memory, you know, there's documented cases that under hypnosis, people can relay entire conversations that their mom had when they were in vitro. That blows mm-hmm. my mind. So yeah. And, and even at a cellular level, we know well, maybe my dad wanted a boy, not a girl. Like those are things we know and we don't even know we're carrying it around. So I would say that family constellations is not for the faint hearted. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the more, one of the, it probably is the, the most aggressive punch in the face version of healing that I've ever been through because you're in it. That is quite a description. <laughs> <laughs> but I let, I, that's how I roll. Like that's why. Oh, yeah, punch in the face, sign me up. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, if you're going to go big, right, go big or go home. You're going to get this yeah, done. Yeah, there you go. Go big or go home. Years in therapy. Let's just clear it in a weekend and move on. Sometimes that's just what you need is that you need to trip and fall and land on your damn face in the dirt. Yeah. For sure. Amazing. Wow. Powerful. Ha- and let's bring this back to community because we started there. We started with Runa. We started with community. We started with your council of elders. Let's bring this back to Runa community and your council of elders, your, your 80 council of elders. Yeah. I think my one word for this year with all that you just said is courage. Hmm. Courage. So my next frontier, you, you and I, the last conversation we had, it's me getting comfortable with this idea of, okay, if you're going to do this in a big way, there's going to be more people watching and you might have un- uncontrolled and unplanned for interactions that take you out of your comfort zone. So mm-hmm. for me, it's ne- it's never, my fear has never been the fear of failure. It's sure. more the fear of, well, if it blows up and it's wildly successful, what if I lose the connectivity to the people in my life right now? And I don't want them to feel like I'm leaving them behind and blah, 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 and then you spin out. So it's probably like the weirdest is like the inverse of what it, what it should be. But for me watching you live life socially and putting it out there and just casting the wide net and you know, you're going to draw in the people that are vibrationally me- meant to be working with you. I, that I feel like I'm short of breath even thinking about that, but that's going to be courage is going to be my new frontier for this year. Like I'm going to keep doing it and get comfortable with the unknownness of where it's all going to go. Knowing oh, I've got my, yeah. my elders, like they'll never not be there. You know, that's beautiful. Mm. Now that I said it out loud, I'm scared. <laughs> I just freaked myself out. <laughs> I hear you. It's you're right. It's a lot. It's a lot to wrap your mind around. It's a lot to accept. I like to close up my interviews with three questions. The first one is, for those people who have been just absolutely electrified by what you have to say, how can they find you? So I'm on LinkedIn. I love to write on, in general. I've got So LinkedIn is one way. My Instagram is called Runa Reading. And that's on the book page. Yep. And then Betsy store is called Runa and Luna. So, Runa and Luna. Yeah. And I just love I, when people reach out. I mean, I get a lot of random stuff because of the, the, business, the other businesses, but every now and then something breaks through to me and I'm like, I have to connect this person and I don't know why. So if it's about Runa, listen, all you have to say is, I loved your book. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that would be that. Awesome. Question two. This is a curveball. It's a zinger. Okay. What question have I not asked you that you wish I had? When can I come to Connecticut? (laughs) Mm, There you go. (laughs) Sure. That. (laughs) Yeah. What else? Really? I don't know. You know, I'm used to being the one asking all the questions. Mm So I'm not usually, I'm, I'm often telling other people's stories. So it's mm-hmm. not my norm to have the mic. Remember when you said, have idea for anybody coming on my show? I'm like, yeah, this person and this person. And you said, why not you? I wasn't mm-hmm. ready. So you somehow, you Jedi mind tricked me into being ready. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.